Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. Today's podcast is a solo episode and I'm going to be sharing with you a couple of thoughts on the topic of boundaries. Now, boundaries can be a sensitive and challenging topic for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. There are all sorts of different boundaries that we can consider when it comes to this topic, from physical to emotional, sexual, financial, professional family boundaries, relationship boundaries, and I think the majority of these would fall under the category of personal boundaries. Now, when I talk about personal boundaries, what I think of is that personal responsibility and sometimes that feminine urge to really relax your boundaries or to feel as though you don't have permission to establish them. When it comes to, I guess, defining what a boundary is, it really is about drawing a line in the sand of what it is that you will accept versus what it is that you won't accept. When I interviewed Dr. Rebecca Ray, who is the author of a book called Setting Boundaries um, for the podcast, which I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to that podcast episode because it was one of my favorites. I remember her talking about how important it is to focus on what it is that we're protecting when we're introducing a boundary. I think for a lot of people, that term, you know, setting boundaries or having a boundary or not having boundaries can bring up a lot of negative feelings because it feels as though you're taking away from someone else. It feels like you're prioritizing yourself above someone else. And whilst most of us now know through doing our own personal work that that is exactly what we should be doing. We should be looking after ourselves and prioritizing ourselves and our health. But prior to that understanding, so many of us have conditioning surrounding the fact that it is the wrong thing to prioritize ourselves. It's the wrong thing to value ourselves enough to draw that line in the sand at times and have that boundary. So it can be a really uncomfortable thing if healthy boundaries weren't modeled for us when we were growing up and if they weren't respected or encouraged to be instilled by us as children, that can also make it really uncomfortable as well because it's like a foreign thing. There's lots of resistance surrounding it. If you grew up in a household where your parents didn't have clear and obvious boundaries with people outside of the home or even within their relationship or with you as a child, it can be hard to kind of then as an adult go, oh, 
I'm going to establish a boundary with my child because I now know that I need it because that's not what you grew up with as normal, in quotes. Also, if during your childhood you weren't encouraged or praised for having boundaries, it can then also feel like you're doing the wrong thing, quote unquote wrong thing, when as an adult you want to establish those boundaries. So what I mean by that is as a child, perhaps you weren't allowed to have a say over your room or establish a boundary over sharing or not sharing a special toy. Or maybe you had to hug relatives or friends of the family that you really didn't feel comfortable having to hug, but your parents wouldn't allow you to establish that boundary or, you know, advocate for you and establish that boundary if you were unable to. So there's lots of childhood stuff that goes into our beliefs surrounding boundaries. But if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to take a swing and say you are no longer a child and you are familiar of the familiar, excuse me, with the impacts of childhood beliefs to a certain extent. And you're now an adult and you're curious about how you can establish boundaries and improve your relationship with boundaries and maybe just change that attachment with that word from being something negative and something that's selfish and awful to do to actually being something that protects and contains and keeps safe your space. So the first thing that I would invite you to do when it comes to Boundary Bootcamp is to really think about the beliefs that you have around boundaries. And you can do this just by walking around and thinking about it as you go through your life. You can do this by setting aside some time and sitting down and really journaling on the topic. You know, just take pen to paper and write down the word boundaries and see what comes up for you. You could create some prompts for yourself that could include questions like, what sort of things did my parents role model for me? on the topic of boundaries? Did I feel as though my boundaries were respected as a child? You could reflect on times when your boundaries were pulverized and not respected. And you could also reflect on times when your boundaries were respected and upheld and even celebrated. But really sitting down and just thinking about your personal connection to establishing a boundary which is, again, it's that line in that sand. It's what you will accept versus what you won't accept, what you know you deserve, all of those sorts of things. So I would encourage you to do a bit of free writing on that topic. You may also like to just start jotting down when you hear different things about boundaries and what it means for you. Even me speaking about the topic of boundaries, what's coming up for you? Are you feeling like a little bit anxious at the thought of establishing a boundary? Do you instantly have this visceral reaction in your body when you're like, oh my gosh, I so know where, when, and how I'm just dropping my boundaries completely? That's the first thing. The second thing I would encourage you to do is to really understand the ramifications of not having boundaries. So when we don't have clear boundaries, or perhaps when we drop our boundaries, when we're not really wanting to, when we feel as though we're forced to break our boundaries, one of the first things that can happen is that we feel resentful. We feel resentment towards the person that we perceive to be 
intruding and impeding on our boundaries. So that might be something like, you know, I'll give you a personal example. Say you've agreed to mind a friend's child and they say to you that they'll be back at a certain time, but then they are unreachable at that time and they don't return for hours later. Just notice how you feel then towards that person because they've not respected your boundary. Do you feel resentful because that boundary has been triggered? Can you connect the dots between burnout, whether that's physical or emotional or mental burnout, and not having clear boundaries in place? Can you think of a time where perhaps your integrity was called into question or fractured because you didn't enforce a boundary for yourself or someone overstepped? You might also notice that there can be those fractures in relationships. You might also notice a poorer quality of work being produced when it comes to professional boundaries. I would just encourage you to really think about what are some of the side effects of not establishing boundaries? If you happen to be a parent as well, one of those side effects can be that you are quite literally role modeling what is normal, what is acceptable for your little ones. Because remember, our kids have such a small universe, particularly before they go to school, and what we tell them, and I don't mean actually turn around and speak to them, but what we show them in the way that we move through the world is normal and acceptable, it's such a big responsibility. But sometimes that responsibility can then be your in into improving upon those things because you realize, oh, I don't want my kids to grow up thinking that they have to self-sacrifice. I want them to really value themselves. So I'm going to start acting that way. And if you start acting that way, then you might start believing it as well for yourself. So just reflect, what are the side effects of not having boundaries or relaxing them? And then I'd also encourage you to do some self-reflection and maybe some journaling as well on what you imagine it would be like to have clear boundaries and what the positive side effects are. So we're going to do both sides of the coin there. Now, I said imagine, but you may actually know. You might be great with boundaries and you don't need to imagine. You can just write about your lived experience of, you know what, I have this boundary in place and because I have this boundary in place, I have such a stronger friendship because it's clear as to what we both expect. Or, you know, again, a personal example that I'll share with you, I have a boundary with the boys of they're not to come in and interrupt me when I'm having a shower or I'm using the bathroom or I'm brushing my teeth or whatever it is. Like when I'm in my ensuite, they know that they're not to come and have a chat to me. They're not to come and interrupt me, bother me, ask for anything from me because that's like my little sanctuary. It's my safe space. It's my me time. And, you know, from so many years of just giving so much to kids, I have that boundary that unless it's an emergency, unless you really need me, you can wait. You don't need to come and disrupt me. You don't need to follow me to the bathroom. And what that gives me is more patience for them so that when I do finish in the bathroom and I come out and they need to ask something from me, I can give them my full attention and a appropriate response that isn't a response that is fueled by resentment and anger or frustration that they've impeded on my personal space. So I want you to also think about the positive side 
of having those boundaries in place and what it can actually give to you and add to you personally, but also to the relationships in your life. Such as I mentioned the poor work quality earlier, maybe you need to establish a better boundary with work. And whilst that can be uncomfortable to do it, what it might mean is that you are happier to go to work and happier people are more productive. They're more enthusiastic, more responsive, more engaged. So your work quality may improve just by introducing a boundary such as not responding to emails out of hours. Just have a little bit of a think about possible boundaries and what they could really give to you, not just what not having a boundary takes away from you. And I would encourage you to reflect on real life situations and imagine situations as well. And it might be helpful if you even keep a journal over the space of a week or two weeks when you really are not focusing on the action side of things. You're simply focusing on the awareness and the connection and the feeling it brings up for you in your body. So that might look like keeping a journal page or a blank piece of paper on the bench and every time a boundary is violated or there's an opportunity to introduce a boundary that's missed um, or the opposite side that you enforce a boundary and it's positive, just be aware and notice how it feels in your body and, you know, I know it sounds woo-woo, but like in your heart space. Like how do you feel when that stuff happens? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Next, I want to encourage you to think about ways that you can introduce and implement boundaries just in the similar way to how we would practice a fire drill. You know, I've spoken about this in the past when it comes to maintaining your cool when you are potentially going to lose your shit, particularly with young kids. I've spoken about the importance of kind of having that mental fire drill practice of knowing what to do, reading the room, knowing the signs and symptoms that are coming up in your own body and having a map, having a pathway out of that situation. And it's a similar thing with boundaries, having a kind of emergency procedure plan, like a drill is a really good idea. So what I mean by that is Say, for example, you know time and time again, you're going to come up against the same situation of someone asking you to mind their child when it's not a convenient time for you, or perhaps when they are someone who continually disrespects the boundaries you have in place surrounding doing that for them. Another example could be that you can predict with a certain degree of certainty the way that your parents or parent-in-laws might respond and react to your parenting or one of your children or a comment. Like I feel like so many people can relate to that. And so just knowing that that situation will likely present itself, have a bit of a brainstorm on what your emergency procedure, that's what we'll call it, your uh, 
course of action could be to navigate that tricky situation because we don't do our best thinking on the spot. Most of us freeze um, or we want to go into that flight mode or fawning when, you know, we try and cater towards that person even more so. And I've recently learned about another response, which is fixing. And so if we leave it to chance and think to ourselves, oh, you know what, I'll deal with that in the moment and I'm trying to get better but with boundaries, but you don't actually have an action plan in mind of how you're going to respond. And the action plan could be a physical action plan of if this happens, you know, if X happens, then Y is going to happen next. You know, it might mean that we need to get up and leave as a family unit. Or it could just be a plan that includes certain phrases that you're going to use. So it could mean that you say, rather than having to respond on the spot, if someone asks you something that you're not quite ready to commit to, but you're not quite feeling strong enough to say no to, you might say, can I come back to you on that one? Or let me come back to you on that one might even be a better phrase because rather than asking the question, you're telling them, let me come back to you on that one. I'll let you know later on today. And just buying yourself that bit of time might then allow you to feel more comfortable in responding to their request in a different way. Maybe it's via a phone call, via a voice message, via a text message, via an email if it's a work thing. But just giving yourself that bit of time and space to process can be a gift when you're learning to establish boundaries. I'm sure so many of you have seen you know, like really famous memes and quotes that say things like, no is a complete sentence. And it is. And it's something that I have tried really hard to work on, you know, to get to a point where I feel like I can say no without surrendering to that feminine urge to explain and over-explain and justify and appease. But getting to that point is tricky And so until you're at the point where you feel like, yeah, no is a complete sentence and I have the confidence in myself to say no straight away, you might need to rely upon having some systems in place, some strategies, and that's where this mental planning, and I say mental planning, but you can even write it out, pen and paper, maybe bring your family into the fold if that's important, or your co-workers, and just map out the actions you're going to take. It could even be that you end up with a plan that doesn't rely upon anyone else and it's not even like a six-step emergency plan that you need to establish. It could be something like introducing systems that include turning notifications off on your phone after a certain time period. You know, maybe it's not having Instagram notifications on because you need to have that personal boundary to protect your time and your focus. There are so many little ways that you might be able to lean in to introducing boundaries that rely upon, yeah, like systems and not actually you having to think in the moment and make the right decision in the moment. And just like I was saying before about the whole like no is a complete sentence, it would be great if we could all just have these really clear and concise boundaries and know how to implement them and just establish them and move on with our life. But sometimes we need a bit of scaffolding. We need some baby steps when it comes to establishing boundaries. And so I would encourage you to consider ways that you can start small with boundaries. Have a little think about where you are. Some people will feel like they are so far behind in terms of boundaries that they feel as though they just walked all over 
by every single person in their life. And, you know, you might feel frustrated at the other people. You might feel frustrated at yourself, at your family, whatever it is. But starting small is a really nice way to just build some self-esteem and self-efficacy surrounding your ability, your ability to slide into the driver's seat of your life and establish these boundaries. And boundaries can also kind of go hand in hand with just being your own advocate, speaking up for what it is that you want, what it is that you deserve, what it is that you're going to accept. It's all tied in. So a way of starting small And this could feel massive, like this could feel huge for some people. And I completely respect and understand if this feels huge for you and you can even start smaller than this. But one of the first things that comes to mind is, you know, if you're out and about and you order a coffee and they give you the wrong coffee, so many people will just accept that coffee because they would rather not cause a fuss. They would rather not come across as entitled Um, they just feel like worthy and grateful for whatever it is that they've been given. You know, it's nice to be grateful, but it's also important that when you're paying money for something and there's something that you specifically want, that you get that. And you can do it in a nice way, but there's nothing wrong with saying, this is actually not what I ordered. Could you please make a fresh one? Or, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I asked for my coffee to be served extra hot. This isn't very hot. Could I please have it warmed up? That can be a little action. And again, I recognize it might not be little, but that can be an action that goes towards you really feeling more confident in your ability to speak up and stand up for yourself. As I said, with my boundaries surrounding the kids coming into my bathroom, you could start off with, you know, a small change. Say, for example, you are at home with young kids and you allow the kids to come in and follow you onto the toilet and follow you into the shower and all sorts of things like that. Maybe you start with saying, you know what, for the first five minutes of my shower, I just need you to stay outside of the bathroom. Or unless this door is open, I need you to stay outside of the bathroom. Little changes can go a long way in adding up and making you feel more confident so that eventually you can get to a place where you feel really good in your ability to be really clear and concise with that boundary that you need to implement. I also think it's important to notice other people's boundaries and how they establish, accept, and also respect, um, you know, their own, their own boundaries, just noticing it. And you can even go a step further and encourage your friends and family when they introduce a boundary rather than taking it as a personal attack or, you know, feeling offended by it. I would just encourage you to really notice other people's boundaries welcome it in with open arms, praise them for it, because the more that you get comfortable with other people's boundaries as well, the more you're going to feel like, oh, this is the normal thing. This is the done thing. This is how we move through the world. And it's just helpful. And so once you've worked through these steps, once you have sort of quantified your beliefs around boundaries and perhaps even dug a little bit deeper and kind of interrogated, where did those beliefs come from? Once you are aware of the ramifications and the side effects, both positive um, and also negative surrounding either having or not having boundaries, and you have brainstormed, like mentally gone through the play-by-play of how you can execute these boundaries. And of course, as I just said, you're taking time to notice and encourage other people to establish theirs. Once you've kind of moved through those first few steps, 
that's when it would be a great time to put into practice and document and notice to become the observer of you trying these boundaries on, trying, you know, actually asserting yourself on and seeing how it feels and noticing what comes up for you and what the flow on effect is. So I would encourage you to have a bit of a boundaries journal. And when you put it into practice, write down what comes up for you. Do you feel terrible when you're establishing a boundary? Where does it feel terrible in your body? What are the beliefs that come up for you? Do you feel like you're not a good sister or a good friend or a good neighbor because you introduced that boundary? Just notice it. Be the observer. It's so important for all of us and especially as adults that we understand that we can separate our beliefs and our thoughts from our actions. So just because you might have those thoughts and those beliefs, it doesn't mean that you have to act in a way that aligns with it. You can go, oh, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm feeling this, but I know for the greater good of my mental health and well-being, I need this for me. I need to preserve myself. I need to look after myself. So yes, I'm having this discomfort come up. I'm uncomfortable, but I'm going to let it pass and I'm going to choose to move forward with this action. Recently in our free Facebook group, when I was talking about um, beliefs, for week one of our May commitment, which you can go back and watch that live video in the Frey Facebook group, link is in the bio. I was saying it's so important to understand that we are like the sky and our thoughts and feelings are like clouds. And sometimes we just have to observe them. We just have to let them float across that sky and just not attach any action to those clouds, those thoughts and feelings as they pass us by. So I think that those would be my starting points when it comes to a bit of a boundary boot camp. And most of this is about self-reflection and your attachment to what it means to have boundaries in your life. And it's less about the actual like, okay, this is what I want you to say. There's no, you know, direct scripts and whatnot. Perhaps if you do want that sort of thing, let me know. And maybe I can do another episode where I give you more tangible you know, tools and tips and tricks, such as like the whole, let me come back to you on that one, but you guys can let me know. But I think that this is a nice place to start because anytime we're going to make change in life, I think it has to come from a place of self-reflection and awareness more than anywhere else. So hopefully this episode has been helpful for someone out there. It would mean the world to me if you do let me know, take a screenshot of this episode, pop it up on your Instagram stories. Please do tag me at Kylie Camps or at The Fray so I can share on our stories as well. And truly, as someone who loves podcasts, it gives me like such a buzz when I see that other people are listening to The Fray. It means a lot to me. Um, And I will also put the link to Dr. Rebecca's episode as well in the show notes for you, because if you haven't listened to that, it's a great one to listen to on the topic of boundaries. All right, team, I will talk to you very, very soon. I hope that you're well, take care and I'll see you soon.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.